Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome back to Victorian Horror No Rolls Bar. This is part two of our August one shot. I am Adam and joined as ever by Tom. Hi, Tom. Hello. Uh, right, let's drop ourselves right back into the world of Cruel Britannia. Let's get spoopy. Hello and welcome back to part two of Cool Britannia Wrestling, where the big boys are big boos. I'm Tom Dread of Creative here at CBW, and these are our players. I am Luke, and I am playing Robert Scrood, the veteran class. I'm Lolo, I am playing Demonique, and I am the addict. Oi. I'm playing the Raven, the Iconoclast. Hey up, cockers! It's <laughs> me, Adam, playing Invisible Man Helsing, who's also the Iconoclast. I'm Ollie, I'm playing Dangerbone, and I'm a monster. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's do a fight. <laughs> We find ourselves back in the fighting pit of Cruel Britannia Wrestling as a small group of stagehands wheel on a large wheeled case of as yet unknown things. Leading the way in front of these hands, a man hidden from the public eye by wreaths of bandages and layers of wool. The Invisible Man Helsing takes centre stage. Hey, up! <laughs> we doing all right? Cool. Um, the lovely people at Most Trendy Victorians, or MTV as they like to be known, would like me to show all of you my collection of fine trinkets that I've collected from a life of monster hunting. Ooh! So... Let me see. Now, I've got Grapula's fangs. They, that's the newest addition to the collection. Put them there. Here we've got 
the hide of Dr. Jekyll. Ooh. And yep, yeah, we've got a grotesque oil painting of Danny Doring and Gray. That's disgusting, isn't it? Then we got these three stuffed hounds of the Baskervilles, including the leader, who's a really big dog. <coughs> then we got the mask that the phenom of the opera wore, which he had to wear after large father V crushed his orbital bone. And we got the elephant gun of Alan Jones Quatermain, a villainous explorer dedicated to proving the flatness of the earth. <laughs> then we've got the heart of Edgar Allan Jones Poe, a villainous writer dedicated to proving the flatness of the earth. We've got Heathcliff's dick and a handbag containing the brain of Wild Oscar. And finally this, a signed copy of Confessions, the fourth studio book of ballads from the House of Usher. That's a really deep cut. But there is room in my collection for one last trophy. I promise in front of all of you that I, Invisible Man Helsing, shall clip the raven's wings. As you say this, uh, a small black bird has been perched on one of the balconies of the arena. Cocks its ear, flutters up into the sky and flutters down back through the ramp backstage where it settles on the shoulder of a waiting raven. Its beak leans into the raven's ear, opens and closes quickly, makes a sort of chirping hissing sound. It's nice when the prey comes to you. And then another bird lands on your right shoulder um, and another and another and another until a flock of jet black avian nightmares settle like a court of subjects around the impressive figure of the raven, the worst killer London has ever known. Sagittarius to go. And then the promise, what you promised me, shall come true. We will reach the higher plane. Well, I'm, no, I'm, I must not be mad. I can't be. You help me escape the tower. And now we're here, 11 down. Streets filled with blood. One to go. And as the cacophonous song of the ravens fills the night air, and as the stagehands wheel the trophy case of Invisible Man Helsing backstage, a new set of wheeled vehicles make their way on, led by a dapperly dressed man covered in feathers and scales and hides of all kinds. Ladies, gentlemen, swirls his hand and takes a deep bow. I am your humble servant, Dr. Yif, and this is my monstrous menagerie. Marvel at the heavy hooves of Snapmare. And this sort of big, uh, lean woman whose bottom half is just two horse legs stamps and pats on the ground and goes, Rrr, Rrr, 
bats her head against the rails on her enclosure. Um, swoon at the dashing good looks of handsome crab and the most beautiful man you've ever seen in your life except for the fact that he has two massive crab claws instead of arms um, looks up and clips as audience members throw roses and flowers and people faint at his beauty in the audience and fear the destructive power of the apes of wrath and a group of assorted simians jump up and down, beating their chests and banging against the bars in another wheeled cage. But we are welcoming today a new addition to our little family. The most dangerous beast of all, man. Ladies and gentlemen, debuting at Kuru Britannia Wrestling tonight, the danger bone and gestures towards your cage danger bone <laughs> um, what are you doing in your cage right now danger, uh, I'm, danger I'm, bone. I'm looking directly at the, the the sort of guy who's trapped us all here and i then start to just throw myself and i either side of the cage like really getting a run up and, and throwing my whole body at it Okay, make a power roll. Power is plus two, which really helped there because it's an eight. Nice. Um, yeah, after boom, 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 like throwing this lean, muscular animal form back and forth from wall to wall to wall, hearing the wood splinter and crack and groan with every impact. Finally, after half a dozen attempts, after like your body starts to bruise slightly from the effort, there is an almighty crunch as your powerful monstrous frame breaks through the side of your enclosure and you are now standing free in the center of the arena. Um, Dr. Yif, in a panic, I didn't plan for this, uh, runs as fast as he can uh, to the side of one of the enclosures and just pulls really hard on a bolt. A, a ramp flops down, you hear a... <laughs> and then Snapmare comes charging out headfirst towards you. I am so, I'm just, I'm just driven by rage right now. I'm driven by the rage of seeing whatever was on the other side of that, that portal when Julie Lovely had that man approaching. The fury is still in me. I'm just, just driving me to do everything. So I hit a full moon, which is a spinning discus clothesline straight into Snapmare. Uh, that will be, ooh, spinning discus clothesline is pretty rad. That's going to be a, I would say a work role. Mm-hmm. Just because of the spin. That's a five then. Um, Snapmare ducks under your swinging arms on these very flexible, powerful um, horse legs uh, and goes for the mule kick. Basically, she spins around on one foot and then kicks back with a heavy, powerful leg, connecting straight into your sternum and knocking you back onto the ground. <laughs> Careful there, Snapmare. He's a bit unstable, yells Dr. Yif. This guy's being a prick. I'm, I'm ignoring Snapmare, and I'm just going to start going for the cage. I'm going to try and rip the cage open for the. I'm not. I'm not going to war with these other poor creatures who have been trapped just like me. I'm going to go for the the menagerie, man. Um, okay, you're just heading straight for Doctor Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm tipping them over. <laughs> um, so, what exactly are you trying to do? Uh, just some general rage first, some shaking, and then I'm going to push. So it's going to fall on its side. So you're going to try and. Paul, is it your enclosure on top of Dr. Yif? Oh, I thought he's inside the enclosure. 
Um, no, he's he's still out and about. He's oh, ran behind. He's ran oh, behind sorry. the back of one of them. I thought he was smarter than that. No, I'm just going after him. Then I thought there was bars in between me and him. Doctor Yip is not known for his brains. <laughs> <laughs> um, in which case, what are you trying to do when you get to him? I'm gonna sink my teeth into his neck. That is a real roll for sure. Damn real. That is though. Oh, it's a seven. Um, okay, that just about does it. Yeah, you um, just as Snapmare is getting back onto both feet, you completely avoid her um, spear straight across the arena, straight towards Doctor Yif. Barely has time to register you before his your fangs uh, sink into his neck. As they do so, he reaches out desperately um, for another bolt and pulls very hard on a big, thick metal lock. Another door clunks open, and as Izzy rasps and coughs up blood as he says so, handsome crab, <laughs> protect daddy! <laughs> <laughs> and then a very, a, yeah, <laughs> more, more people in the audience swoon at the good looks of handsome crab as he sidesteps out of his box um, onto, the, uh, onto the arena. He immediately um, reaches out to grab you around the back of the neck with a claw um, to pull you away um, from his master, his paternal figure. Um, it's time for the long arm of the claw and oh, starts God. to pull you back. What are you doing? Well, I, I've got no time for this <laughs> if he's going to be jaw jacking. So I uh, just sort of wildly claw behind me, uh, push him on the, push him away and then go for my silver bullet move, which is kind of like a spear, but rather than, you know, like shoulder tackling, it's, it's just my fangs. I just like dive into him with my mouth open. You're going after Handsome Crab? Yep, Handsome Crab. Oh, I'm going case. for his face. I'm going for his face. That's, that's a real roll then. Stop doing that. Oh, bollocks. That's one. It's, a, it's an unnatural... Yeah, it's a one. Hey, that's Chitin, he says. And then immediately manoeuvres himself around... Chitin is the substance that Crustacean's exoskeleton is made out of. It's good that you have to explain it. Well, I saw confused looks on faces, and I feel that we need to add some kind of educational elements to these silly games. That was the pun I was the proudest of, and you guys <laughs> no-sold it like New Japan. Okay. He manages to maneuver his way out of your spear um, and starts to... Basically, as you, as you launch over the top of him, he manages to grab you by the thighs, fold you up, and starts to place you over the back of his shoulders for his signature move, the Muscle Buster. Mm-hmm. reaches arms up and then goes basically to bring you down against the ground. What are you doing? So I'm still up on his shoulders yeah. at this point. Uh, so my head is kind of by his head. Mm-hmm. I, I try and just swipe across his face, his beautiful, handsome face with my claws. Uh, go for what he prides the most. That is a real roll. Six. You do have your rerolls if you want to try again. Re-roll. Okay, a re-roll. My re-rolls are baby face standing up for my best friend Ranger Zone. Uh, Well, in this case, it would be Rick Thunder. So I'm standing up for my best friend because I need him back and I can't get him back while I'm in this rage-fueled danger danger bone state. Okay, cool. So re-roll. Yes, that's a nine. Uh, Yeah, you're claws claw across the beautiful face of the crustacean adonis handsome crab and he drops to his knees in pain and despair dropping you entirely 
um, and starts crawling towards the nearest mirror. My face, my beautiful face. What are you doing? I grab one of his, his pincers and I drive it into Snapmare's neck. Oh, okay. Uh, that's, that's another real roll. Um, that's, you're using a weapon, essentially. Five. <laughs> um, Need to use some power stuff. Unfortunately, Snapmare is too fast. Um, and seeing Handsome Crab is taken out of the action, uh, Dr. Yev quickly runs to the final enclosure, pulls on another bolt, and releases the Apes of Wrath, who immediately start, er, immediately start swarming around you, um, beating their chests and hollering. Can I appeal in animal noises to the animal parts of all these other people? Yes, you absolutely can. Okay. So... And that, to, to the crab, to the horse, to the apes, is, look, this guy's taking us for a ride here. We need to uprise against him and get some, uh, our own lives. We don't need to live under this person. Let's turn against him all now. Okay, uh, that's a look roll for sure. That's how Danger Bone operates. Come on. He's a pack so animal. Reasonable. An eight, did he say? Yes, an eight. Yeah. Nice. Let's just hear a few more words from you. Um, as they start to circle around you, the apes of wrath stop in their tracks and prick up an ear to listen to your entreaty. Uh, Snapmare also, her horse ears, um, prick up tall and firm to hear what you have to say. Um, handsome crab starts to wipe some blood away from his face and a, a look of realization crosses his beautiful eyes. And they all turn with a look of malice towards Dr. Yif. No, 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 my babies. Oh, no, 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 no. There's, there's no need to get hasty. Who? I, I protected you. I gave you somewhere. I gave you shelter. I gave you food. I gave you somewhere to live. I'm your daddy. And they just swarm around him. He is pinned down by the apes of wrath, kicked firm in the nuts by another mule kick from Snapmare. And... His uh, fingers are snipped off by the claws of Handsome Crab. And then they all part, leaving the uh, bleeding, begging body of Dr. Yif um, for you to finish. Danger Bone. Danger Bone. Because, because Danger Bone and Danger Zone and Ranger Zone and all the different carnations of Danger Zone are more like the grommet to Rick Thunder's headstrong Wallace. Uh, he, 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 you know, the, the fury has passed now. So that was that moment of, of stopping and appealing to the better sides of everyone. That means that rage is gone. He's not just going to mindlessly kill someone. So he just looks at Dr. Whiff. Dr. Yiff. Dr. Yiff. <laughs> ah, Dr. Yiff. <laughs> and, and just shakes, shakes his werewolf head and walks off. As he walks off, shaking his world head, a calm, a, a grommet level of calm passing over the individual who has always been the, the practical mind of this partnership. The clouds above Cruel Britannia wrestling start to darken and pass over the bright, shining full moon. And as they do, and its beams are filtered and blocked through this encroaching storm 
The fur on Danger Bone's body retracts, the teeth and claws become shorter, the posture straightens, and now standing pretty much stark naked in the middle of the pit is Rick Thunder, aeronautics expert. Whoa, okay. Well, that was, that was quite something. He turns around and he runs back over to Dr. Yiff and kicks him in the head. Because <laughs> he's like, how dare you do that to me? Asshole. Okay, cool. Um, I, he's, he's prone. He's, you don't need to roll for that. You're, ki- you're kicking a man while he's down. It's one of the easiest things to do in the world. Um, uh, as you kick his head, it just rolls off his body and into the back wall. As you can see, a claw-like incision has been made um, across the neck. Um, and the animals have finished off Dr. Yif once and for all. Uh, they... The last thing you see is the uh, the ape-like frames of the apes of wrath as they clamber up over the balcony and make their way out into the city, finally free. Uh, you're the only person, living person left now here as the audience scream and clear until a stagehand makes their way down the ramp and um, walks up to you. That's one of the most impressive displays of self-control I've ever seen in the blood sport that this pit has become a home to management would like to speak to you have you can you help me with some science oh yes management has some very advanced techniques which i think will be extremely useful for whatever you need Hmm. come come and he leads you back up the ramp we now cut to a hallway in a very fancy townhouse in Chiswick. There is a click at the door, um, and in walks a happy, prim, proper, delighted, slightly green-stained Demonique de Composé, greeted by her faithful manservant, Paranorman. You rang, madam. Yes. Great. I did. I wanted to find out uh, when dinner was ready. Oh, dinner will be ready, as always whenever you want it, because you're the boss. And he nods his head. Um, can you please describe the house that Paranorman now leads you through? Um, really, really ornate and, and stunning. Everything is immaculate. Everything is in its perfect place. Um, the hallway is um, a dark wood beams and a beautiful ceiling painted with cherubs and angels and all kinds. Along on the tables is a really lovely, expensive bric-a-brac. You can't call it expensive shit bric-a-brac, can you? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, stuff. Uh, and, and there's a beautiful, gorgeous uh, imported runner on the floor. It's, it's stunning. It's from somewhere beautiful and it's incredible. And as you pass each individual room, they are immaculately decorated. One is completely pink and designed around the concept of a rose. The other one is beautifully designed um, around a safari set. And um, and the stairs, um, there's actually three lots of stairs next to each other because I don't like to use the same stairs I use in the morning as I do in the night. I like to use the middle ones when I'm feeling extra fancy. <laughs> Okay, Paranorman leads you through this opulent uh, palace of luxury to the large dining room and pulls out a chair for you at one end of a very long table. At the other end of the table, unseen behind the newspaper, uh, where he always sits and reads at the start of each meal, 
is your husband, wax magnet Derek Edmund Alexander de Composé. Mm. He makes no sound on no acknowledgement. Hi, Derek. How are you? Hmm? Reading, darling. Yes, but how are you? He lowers his paper till you can just make out his dark eyes over the top of the sheet. Reading, darling. And he shakes the paper kind of frustratedly and puts it back up again. I start pouring a cup of tea and um, the um, Adams are coming over uh, this evening um, for that new dessert that we decided to try, dear. Uh, mm. How do you feel about that? Oh, no, yes. Well, whatever you like, darling, whatever you like. Okay, great. Oh, lovely, it's so nice. Um, I, I shot your mother in the head. Hmm. Oh, very good. Very good. Yeah. Asshole. Just start pulling out a Ouija board from under the table and just stroking it. Okay. As soon as you touch that Ouija board, the planchette starts to quiver. It shoots over to a K? Um, it shoots over as soon as you touch it to Ooh. an F. Damn it. You're choosing. I F, cool. And then to a U, to a T, to a U, to an R, and to an E. Then there's a shake and a back to an F, U, T, U, R, E. Back to F, U, T, U, R, E. F, U, T, U, R, E. Over and over and over again um, until the planchette flies off the top of the Ouija board and ping, just sticks into one of your plastered walls. Yeah. Future? The board like, itself. Futa? <laughs> <laughs> um, the the board now starts to contort slightly. Certain letters and words now, I guess, start bleeding into each other, um, almost burning out of place um, until only two remain in very stark contrast. The letter R and the letter S. There is oh, a... Oh. There is a screech in your ears from that demonic voice that you called out to so long ago. Oh, lovely. <laughs> and something whispers to you. We have a job for you. We find ourselves back once again in the Cruel Britannia Wrestling Arena. The voice of the announcer rings out across the pit, making his way to the ring, hailing from the Tower of London, the Raven. Door flies open and a procession of beef eaters walk out uh, into the auditorium and they start to hand out newspaper clippings and... Uh, other bits of uh, information, all trying to track down the Raven. Newspaper clippers say, uh, Killer escapes the tower. Neville Moore cuts way through wall, pecks hole in wall, hidden behind poster of Queen Victoria. Uh, and then it goes, Murder of crows sweeps London. Um, another headline says, Something fishy going on in Hampstead. Local lady Reef Minnow found tangled in fishing line in swimming pool. Uh, 
cuts to another one. Murder at Mudshoot. Party boy Toffrey Bullingdon found gourd on ornamental horn. Eye missing. Have you seen it? Uh, another one. Trickshot tragedy. Former daughter Jay, farmer's daughter Jane Virgo, known for locally colorful, known locally for colorful waistcoats, pushed from balcony. It's every balcony on the way down. And the final one is uh, anaphylactic shocker. Local mystic Mistress Winkle force-fed shellfish until allergic reaction claims life. And as this is going on, uh, the sort of the crowd are saying they've seen they've seen the raven earlier, and these birds begin to descend on the ring, and they begin to chase the beefeaters out, pecking and coring, snatching their hats away, and sort of this flurry of activity. And through the centre of it, calm as anything, walks the raven to the ring, brandishing his knife in his hand, making his way to the ring, hailing from Scarborough, the Invisible Man, Helsing. Fog fills the pit. Uh, slices of light from above cut through and you can see something moving the fog undulating like waves until it sort of reaches its its peak of uh how how thick it is and then it just dissipates to see the invisible man fully clothed standing stock still in the middle of the pit ding 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 what are you both trying to do first? The figure in bandages doesn't move. I'm going to rush forward and attempt to stab him. That'll be a real roll in that case. Twelve. Not natural. Twelve. Dirty um, twelve. Okay, on that twelve, the knife immediately sinks straight into the body of the invisible man, Helsing. What if I told you that there was no one inside those clothes? <laughs> um, okay, so you're going to need to roll something to pull that off. So I'll say make a look roll to see if this has been successful or a blunder. <laughs> if I'm accidentally in my own clothes. <laughs> This didn't work. All right. Come on, look. <laughs> Thank the living Jesus. Eight. Um, so that's an eight, which is a regular success against a 12, which is a hard success. <laughs> um, so I'm afraid you're opening Am I in gambit. my clothes or not? <laughs> <laughs> um, you are unfortunately in your clothes. You lost Fucking that roll. <laughs> you lost that roll. <laughs> Well, um, I've been stabbed then, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you have. <laughs> hey, up! Fuck yeah. me! I didn't um, expect this! <laughs> um, uh, so, if, you were, if, you were, if your intention was to <laughs> basically put a fake bunch of clothes out and you'd be elsewhere, then the fake Invisible Man Helsing must be where you hoped the real Invisible Man Helsing is. So where is that? Um, uh, somewhere else in the fog, I guess. I don't. Yeah, d <laughs> it's a real mind fuck. But... <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, you, I'm afraid you lost that contested role. I understand. That, that ploy did not work. Bye. <laughs> um, so, what are you doing? Um, well, bleeding for once. <laughs> um, so I realised, okay, that didn't work. I'm gonna get gonna. I look up and it says, "Excuse me." <laughs> Blood, I'm gonna have to get out. 
of these wet claws. And I go for my finishing move. You can't see me. I'm, I'm, I've been hurt more than I ever have. So this time, I'm really going to have to go invisible as sort of the Avengers movie music sort of rises to a crescendo. Da, 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 Oh, that's tight. Hang on. Come on. There we go. Invisible. <laughs> Okay, um, the Raven, you know, you now find yourself um, looking across at a a naked man, a naked man dancing around everything on show. My balls in your court, son. <laughs> I'm gonna stab him again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, let's. We're going to have a, a contested real roll for your stab against the Invisible Man Helsing's look roll to see if anything, anything, anything can come from this striptease to help you get out of this predicament. Oh no! Excuse me, I've dropped one of my dice. <laughs> oh, I've dropped it again! <laughs> Right. <laughs> I think you don't do it. Uh, eight. That's an eight against a seven. A seven. Mm. <laughs> Huzzah! <laughs> okay, Adam, please tell us how your sudden nudity helps you somehow dodge that swift knife strike. Uh, he, stri he tries to stab. I jump and pivot in midair and clasp the knife between my taut, firm buttocks and I twist it out of his hand. <laughs> Because it is naked buttocks related, I think the look roll stands. So yes, you have successfully disarmed the raven. Um, raven, how are you responding? Uh, I'm going to... Um... <laughs> I don't... The raven is, is thrown for a second. <laughs> Time for some shock and <laughs> I'm going to hit a move called Crow's Feet, and it's a claymore. Go for it. Oh, that was wonderful. Uh, what was the roll on? Um, for, cr for crow's feet, I mean, a because of their great... I'll let you use look, because shock and awe was a really good pun. Eight. Eight. Um, that'll do it. Take us through that move. Uh, just, it's a run-in. Uh, as, he, as he sort of turns back around from being butt naked, I see this sort of fling of ding-dong go across my vision, and I, it, I see red, and I rush forward, flying through the air, Big old le leg slap for good measure as my feet just clasp into his face. <clears throat> the moment those feet connect with the face of the Invisible Man Helsing, again, there is a sudden sharp screech in your brain. And for the briefest moment, you find yourself standing on a long ship, the sea lapping at the side of the boat, a stormy wind billowing the sails as, your heavy, as the heavy feet of your body, which seems to be that of a heavy set um, Nordic warrior, connects with that of a pleading 
uh, Englishman down below. And then a second later, you snap back into the present day again. Uh, Invisible Man Helsing, how are you responding? Um, well, I, I'm, first of all, I'm shocked that he could see me enough to hit me. I assume it's bit, you, know, you could see like a slight little bit of blood from my wound. Uh, so uh, I am going to um, pull out a Derringer uh, from you nowhere, and I'm going to attempt uh, a shot to the mask, the uh, the split mask. Go for it. Um, that's going to be a real roll. <gasps> oh, that's a, a eleven. That's eleven. That'll do it. Yeah. Um, is there anything special about your derringer? Um, it's warm. <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's say that the, the chambers are already preheated for a very quick shot. The bullet shoots out of your gun, hits the uh, bang on the hairline fractures that are spread across the raven's mask, and the mask shatters, revealing the raven's face beneath. What? Oh my gosh, it's Kane. It's one of the road warriors. <laughs> Uh, Raven, what are you doing? You were in here with a monster. How easy it is to make a monster of a man. You put a mask on, you call him a name. I am a man. I am never war, and I will finish my great works. And I'm going to, uh, I just scream, fuck you! And uh, the ravens begin to descend from the ceiling and I'm gonna have them peck at his junk. Um, okay, so that's a lot of ravens focused on a very specific area. Look, look, look roll, please, Laurie. Look, roll. Ooh, I want to re-roll. <laughs> it was okay. a three, uh, so I want to re-roll. Um, uh, I think this is a crucial moment in which I, I'm trying to fulfill the prophecy, um, which is my gimmick re-roll. The whole thing that my character's about is attempting to fulfill this prophecy and I feel it slipping through mm -hmm. my fingers as my mask is broken. Part of my character, part of the, the thing that I sort of can hide behind to manifest the raven has broken and I, I now need more than ever to be part of a flock. Then make that re-roll. You fucking behave. Oh, that's so good. Bye-bye, oh. penis. Oh, <laughs> not my penis. <laughs> going to peck at the pecker. <laughs> Woody Peck Pecker. At your command, a unkindness of ravens gather around you, sw uh, swooping higher and higher into an enormous cloud of squawks and feathers and then converge on the exposed form of Invisible Man Helsing. To begin with, your entire form, Helsing, is surrounded and swarmed by this whirlpool of ravens, but soon they start to leave your face alone. They start to leave your arms alone, your legs, your torso, and focus very clearly and precariously on one area, your junk. And like, like putting your hand in a tank of piranhas in a mere matter of moments, their buzzing beaks shred you um, from the man you are right now into a castrated eunuch. Cool, so much cool, cool, cool. blood pours from your groin um, that at the very least, that is a minus one penalty to look, but at the very most, that is, that is the end of you unless you can do something about it. 
I would like to uh, channel uh, everything I've learned about monster hunting from my mother, Jan Helsing, from my grandmother, Gran Helsing, um, from my father, Dan Helsing. I would like to um, channel everything I've known about monsters, spirituality, the arcana. I would like one ditch Hail Mary, a shot to actually turn invisible. On this Hail Mary, I feel like I feel like this has to be like a critical success or nothing here. If yeah, if, if you if you if you roll a crit six, sorry, a crit twelve, then yes, you will actually turn invisible. Okay, so that is that's a five. That's five. Uh, <laughs> I'm going. I would like to re-roll, please. You may re-roll. Uh, my shit. iconoclast re-roll is um, take you know taking down a legend. Uh, so I guess actually no, I'm, do, I'm more doing this to save myself. But so I use my face reroll, uh, standing up for what I believe in. What I believe in is a world without monsters. So I will try again. Come on. Okay, I've got I got one of them. Uh, I'm going to do my last reroll. <laughs> Please don't let me die with a horrible disfigured penis. Oh fucking hell! What? What? <laughs> no. Oh, oh. oh. Um, like I, I appeal to like... the judges. <laughs> I appeal to the kind your, heart of the judges. Your appeal has been denied. Oh fuck! Oh. Fuck's sake! It was a natural twelve or nothing. I'm afraid for the briefest moment, as you lay there on the sand, bleeding out as the raven stands over you, watching a torrent of blood pour out of the place where your junk once was. It looks like maybe, just maybe, your body might be fading out of sight. But as you cough up blood now from the back of your throat, and as your mind grows thick and hazy, it's not your body that is fading from sight. It is your soul that is fading from life. What are your last words, Invisible Man Helsing? What, what does a man with a shredded dick say? <laughs> um, <laughs> bury me in a closed fucking coffin. <laughs> and then you are gone. Raven. I put my pants back on. <laughs> As you stand over the bleeding body of the bleeding corpse of Invisible Man Helsing, um, blood gushing from from one place, one place very specifically, and you see the life leader's body. For a moment, you find yourself standing over a metallic floor, looking out the windows at stars in the sky, stars and celestial bodies you've never seen before. The thing you are standing over isn't even a man. It is some kind of other anthropomorphic species. You look down at yourself and you seem to be wearing some reflective material and some very peculiar costume of some kind you would recognise from the more science fictional penny dreadfuls that circulate around London. And then you are back in the arena. 
you look up at the sky and every constellation of the zodiac glimmers into brightness above you as the ravens swarm around your body and soar up into the sky. Sea is complete. Quoth this raven, Neville Moore. I cannot believe I didn't get that when you first told me his name. Fuck. <laughs> and nothing. He told me. He said, kill the twelve, and you will ascend. Where's. Where is heaven? Where is. My, was this all for nothing? This path of blood? Bits of penis. <laughs> you look down at the puddle of groin blood and reflected back up at you in its shiny scarlet surface is the face of a man. A man with a bunch of feathers stuck in his shoulders and some paint on his face. All you really see are some dirty blackbirds pecking at a corpse. Picking out an eye here, an eyeball there, nibbling away a bit of exposed gunk, and then fluttering away into the night, leaving you standing alone in front of nothing more than some dead meat. Your winner, the avian assassin, the raven. The sound of a manual siren starts to ring through London night. I just fall to my knees in the blood and use some of it to wash the paint off my face and I wait for my fate. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Posting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash post. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Do you like quizzes? 
Do you like wrestling? Do you like watching self-professed experts in their fields being exposed as dangerous frauds? Then you'll love Quizzle Mania, brought to you by Parts Fun Known, the team behind acclaimed wrestling RPG No Rolls Barred. Join us every week as four wrestling pundits pit their knowledge against each other in a cerebral wrangle for prizes, glory, and a bit of good old-fashioned escapism. Enjoy the videos live every Wednesday on Parts Fun Known's YouTube channel, or subscribe right now to have them beam straight to your mobile device. Quizzlemania, it's the showcase of the Amorons. We now find ourselves at a uh, luxurious townhouse in one of the wealthier parts of Grapplington. Um, the sun has gone down, the moon is high in the sky, it is nighttime, and a man waits with a plate of cheese and a snifter of a nightcap, uh, dressed for bed. <laughs> <laughs> Worth it. What a plunging neckline you've got there, Luke. Thank you. It's, it, it is bedwear. Uh, editor of the Wrestling Onlooker, Robert Scrood, waits in his comfy chair by his bed, thinking over the events of the day. The voice of his old tag team partner, Jacob Markley, rings in his ears. You can't change the past, Bobby. The booming Scottish resonance of his old rival, Pinhart Stonegold, rings in his mind. The present is always changing. If you want to live in it, you've got to be prepared to change too. As the wind howls outside and the rain beats against his windows and the lightning crackles through the window panes, Robert Scrooge receives one last visitor. I I'm so sorry to interrupt you. You just look so oh. comfortable there. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I snuck right in. I've got I'm light as a feather, my husband says. How are you? Who the devil are you? Ah, uh, everyone calls me Demonique, but you can call me the ghostess with the ghostess. Um so you're I'm here the, to the, the wrestling. I saw yes. you the, the one who would couldn't work, didn't know ring ring psychology. What? I think You heard. You, okay. I think you mean won the match, but fine. Um, so I just popped over because um, I've got a little present for you. Um, I can I want your them... gifts. Yes, you do. I don't want your gifts. I just want some sleep. He's annoying me. Can I possess him? Um, you absolutely can. Make a Thank look you. roll. <laughs> I'm getting inside you. Look. Crikey. So that's seven. Seven. Boom. Like in an instant, the figure in front of you dissipates into ether and you find your body filled with this cold chill um, right down to the bone pain. Um, your vision disappears instantly. And then when it returns, you find yourself standing in the pit in the center of the CBW arena, looking up at a empty auditorium. No one on the lower levels, no one on the middle levels, no one on the upper levels. A thick fog rolls across the ground. Clouds gather in the sky and 
punctuated around the pit in numerous places, you can just about make up, make out, peeking out through the fog, are a series of gravestones. There is a as the ether energy of Demonique leaves your body and materializes once again in front of you. Like, where am I? Where have you brought me? Well, as you see, you see me standing in front of you, but you also see me with a cage next to me. It's a lovely cage um, with a me, but covered in green sick. Okay? Um, so they're just growling away, like, <laughs> that sort of thing. Now, as you can see, uh, I see you assume, where are we, dear? Tell me where you are. Let's use questions in teaching. Let's use questions. That's what I just asked. Where are we? Brilliant. You're not the sharpest ghoul in the shed, are you? Anyway, so the important thing is to see is that we see the wonderful world in... <clears throat> we see the wonderful world of wrestling, but as you can see, it's, it's slowly dying. And why do you think that is? Because no one knows how to work. These kids don't know how to work anymore. It's all moves and high spots and deadly dives. Right, we're going to try that again. And as I'm saying this, I'm just moving towards the cage and I just start fiddling with the lock and start like implying that I'm opening it and the creature's getting more, <laughs> more aggressive and more, you know, me. Um, and so it's like, no, we're going to try again. Why is the world of wrestling changing and dying? You're right, it is dying because people don't understand, people don't respect the standards and traditions of proper, proper grappling, proper graps. Just start I, pulling the lock open just a little bit more and the creature's like claws are just coming out from the side. Creatures like that that have ruined wrestling. That's why wrestling isn't good anymore. That's why I have to write my newsletter to tell people that it is bad. Just gonna open the cage. As you open the cage, a huge ethereal voice booms out across the arena. The following contest is scheduled for one fall. Ding, 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 ding. Just gonna launch at him, full claws, everything, going straight for the face and just shouting, you. That's gonna be a real roll. What are you doing in response, Robert? Uh, do cowering in fear. I don't believe this is a real thing. Uh, it's three. I wanna re-roll. Go for it. So um, you, you know what you need to do to reroll. Uh, I'm just going to yank off a finger, throw it off. Cool. Um, and okay. that reroll need, needs to be unreal. Your reel is now minus three. The way we've adapted this is basically every time that Lo wants to reroll, um, she needs to sacrifice part of herself. Um, and in doing so, she can reroll as many times as she wants. But every wow. time she does, every time <laughs> she does, uh, the real stats decreases by one and after the first sacrifice every subsequent roll has to be made on real oh god crikey it's the most low thing ever yeah i know isn't it the best <laughs> um re-roll oh, holy shit um screwed oh wait do i have to minus two but it's a critical success not, not a critical success no Thanks. that counts for anything screwed your, your only chance is a critical success on this um if you're just trying to ignore it i'm going to say roll on your look to see if you can wheel it out of existence yep uh roll on look so i said zero uh six okay yeah the uh, the figure of uh demonique lunges at you this beastly form and just starts tearing and slashing at your body it is very real pain it hurts oh. it bleeds it's agony what are you doing 
uh, I, I'm going to uh, try and slip underneath and almost uh, and lock in um, when love is bound, which is an excellent Muppets reference, uh, to sneak <laughs> behind uh, and, uh, and and lock in a sleeper hold. Go for it. That's going to be for a sleeper hold. I would say work. Damn right it is. Boom! That'll be ten. Okay, so you're able to maneuver your arms around the throat of this sort of hissing, slashing, vomiting beast. Um, and as you tug against its throat um, and get your arm around that nerve, the fight starts to go out of it. What are you doing, Dominique? Um, if the fight's going out of me, I'm going to use the one thing that I do know I have, which is um, sick. So I'm just going to like bring up every bit of I have in my body and just dribble it out of my mouth and then just seep it into the arm and hopefully the acidity will just burn through the skin. I'm not really getting the image low, so oh. oh like that. <laughs> okay. Um so you've got to roll on real for that man. Not look once you make your first re-roll, it is all... It's always on that. Yeah. But it wasn't... So it's minus two... Eight. Eight, just about. Yeah, you lubricate your neck with your own supernatural sick and slip out from the grip of Robert Scrooge. Scrooge, what are you doing? I, I'm going to try and double leg her to the floor so I can then lock in um, the, the 12 days of Ouchmas. Okay. Um, I feel that's a work roll as well. Uh, that'll be, so plus one is eight. That'll do it. Um, take us into the 12 days of Outmus. So yeah, so we'll double, double leg it down, flick the legs over, lock in the figure four, the 12 days of Outmus, and just start screaming about how wrestling is real and this is real wrestling. I will beat you with real wrestling. So one of the things you noticed, Scrooge, is as your body got lacerated and as the sick emanated later from Demonique's mouth, spectral audience started to appear in different parts of the auditorium around you um, and started to cheer. And then as you lock in the 12 days of Alchemist, an excellent technique, by the way, more spectral fans appear in another part of this arena and start to cheer as well. Um, what are you doing, Demonique? I am just going to call um, demony like I don't really know how to describe it, but you know when they fall on like scatter across the floor, and then yeah. as I'm doing it, I'm tilting my neck, so my neck and my head is facing up to the ceiling, but I'm crawling on the floor, just like, <laughs> and run round him super super fast, um, dust bringing up dust and chalk into a lovely little cloud. I'm moving faster and faster, and the cloud is getting bigger, and then I just want to go for the back of their legs, teeth first. Let's rip out some kind of tendon or something. That's going to be a real roll. It's always going to be a real roll. Come on, do something horrendous. That's minus two, so that's nine. That's nine, that'll do it. Yes. Um, nice. Yeah, the, the cloud whips up in this um, spectral sandstorm and you sink every sharp part of your body into the back of Robert Scrooge's legs. Um, ah. More spectral audience appear as you do this and cheer and cheer and cheer and holler and whoop. Start holding up hand-painted spectral signs. Screwed, what are you doing? Uh, I'm going to go for another signature move, uh, which is a, a, a package power driver. So it's very technical because you have to sort of lock them all in place. The screwed driver uh, and to try and lay her out. Is that very technical? Uh, basically, you're trying to get me to tell you to work from work. <laughs> work. It, it is. It's very... Not everyone could do this. Um, I'm going to make Dread this... Creative. Um, <laughs> Lifting someone up feels like it's a bit of a power move. I'm going to have to have power on this pile driver for you, man. But nice hustle. 
Thanks. That's five. I'll use one of my re-rolls for that uh, because I am honoring tradition by winning this match with real wrestling. That's gone way better. That'll be 11. Six and a five. Nice. Yeah, you managed to do, you managed to arrange yourself into this pile driver, lift up the body of Dominique and then slam her head first against the sand. More audience appear from behind you, cheering and hollering. Um, starts, uh, starts shouting, this is wrestling. This is wrestling, as it happens. Yeah. This is wrestling. What are you doing, Dominique? I'm on the floor. I'm gonna, I would like to just get up and try and stand up in front of them and just say, in my best demon voice, right? I'm just going to sound like Stitch from Lilo and Stitch. Hmm. <laughs> We're both can exist, which is not useful to anyone. We both can exist, is what I'm saying. You're killing. There's no need for this. You could just let us both exist, you annoying little prick. What on earth could you possibly mean we could both exist? Uh, Poshmi wanders into the area just for talking's sake. Um, because if you keep telling the world that this type of wrestling is shit and if you keep critiquing it, then the people are going to stop coming and the people are going to stop paying for it and then you're going to start killing wrestling. So stop being such an ignorant little shit. I'm going to go for the goop plex. Um, <laughs> what is the goop plex? It's just a oh, suplex, but covered in vomit. Is it, is, would, would you say it's your finisher? Yes. Okay, then go for it, man. Roll 2d6. <laughs> vomit covered oh. suplex. <laughs> just a straight 2d6. 2d6. It's a, it's just a five. Just a five. That's a failure, I'm afraid. The, can I there still is, re-roll? You, you can, but then you have to add your penalty. So that'll now be a minus four. Is that right on real? No, it'll be a minus three minus now. Three. I've only sacrificed the finger. Cool, yeah. yeah, so make a re-roll on a minus three. Hail Mary. Okay. Come on. Demonique sacrificing. So minus three is a seven <laughs> just about oh. take us through that gooplex honestly it's everything you want from the suplex everything apart from while i'm doing it it's just projectile vomit out <laughs> of me like a sexy fountain and as these <laughs> as these vomiting fireworks erupt in little explosions of stomach acid above the arena robert screwed is suplexed hard into the oh onto the concrete and as you go in for the pin the spectral voice counts one and more fans appear in the audience cheering two more fans appear and now everyone from all over this now flooded arena respectful ghost is chanting this is wrestling this is wrestling this is wrestling three your winner professional wrestling and the ghosts lose their shit. Uh, and you are left on your back, looking up at the sky, hearing the sounds of these applauding spectres. You beat me with a wrestling move. Shit, yeah. A move that I have taken many of in my time, but none quite so good as that. Am I, am I wrong? Am I wrong about your lot? Am I wrong about your blood? your guts and your mud show wrestling is it really so bad you use wrestling moves and this 
crowd, be it Spectre, did seem to enjoy it. There is a massive gush of ethereal smoke, and then, quick as a flash, you find yourself sitting once again back in your armchair in your room. Almost like a snorting sound comes in you as you seemingly wake up. Um, a bit of old cheese on your yeah, a bit of old cheese on your um, bedside table, like a half-drunk dram of whiskey. The sun uh, peels in through the windows, and there are people clamoring and running around on the streets below. Mm. Uh, I, I would like to run to my window and open up. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You there, young urchin. What day is it? Why, sir? It's, it's wrestling day. It's wrestling day. I didn't miss it. The <laughs> ghost did it all in one night. They said they would. I need to get ready. I need to find the best wrestling that I possibly can. Get my finest notebook, my finest quill. Go down there and enjoy the show. And as the sun rises on a new day for Robert Scrooge, the sun also rises. <laughs> okay, thanks, Luke. Um, the sun also rises on the offices of management within Cruel Britannia Wrestling itself. A well-dressed, well-turned-out, waistcoated stagehand leads a now slightly clothed Richard Thunder up towards a lavish desk in a well-decorated office where the top-hatted, three-pieced suit, uh, immaculate figure of the high-cheekboned, well-bred Quincy Cavendish management here at... Cruel Britannia Wrestling is waiting for you. I must say, what a delightful display of ferocity and combat. Now, I understand that you have a problem you need some help with. And after everything you've done to entertain the public, I believe we can help you. Now, time. Yes. About time. <laughs> You're not quite yourself, Richard. You're more than yourself, aren't you? If you come with me, well, I know how to make you yourself again. Come, come. And he like gestures you to a door at the back of his office. I, f I follow and go to the door. Um, he leads you down into a large sort of open backstage enclosure. Um, the wonders of our advanced science will set you to rights. Sit, please. Finally, some science. A figure in a lab coat walks up next to you. This is a science guy right here. Richard, are you sure you want to be separated from danger bone permanently? Well, we'll always be together. We're best friends. We won't be in the same vessel, but we'll still be buds. So, to answer my question, yes. Yes. You see beneath the white coat is a immaculate two-piece green suit and you find yourself looking up at the high cheekboned well-bred face of a man leaning on a staff with a question mark on the top of it well yes it is then and he thrusts his hand deep into your chest you start to see purple plasmid energy flow out of your body flow up into the hand of this figure up his arm 
up his shoulders until his entire body is now convulsing in plasma energy. Yes, yes. How does it feel, Richard? How does it feel to be free of this burden? How did you get here, Richard? How will you leave, Richard? Questions, questions, questions. And with one final shimmer, the last bit of energy leaves your body and you see the feral wolf-like form of danger bone sucked from your form then stagger onto its knees on the ground <sighs> weary the f more energy now flows from the separated danger bone up up into the body of this man leaning on his question mark stuff the wolf looks up at you with puppy's eyes <clears throat> and then <clears throat> quickly takes the form um, of a ghost grey Pontiac Trans Am, smoke steaming from its engine, then whoosh, once again takes the form of a large bipedal robot, its red eyes glimmering and fading and fading, then another whoom, the form of a horse who whinnies a pitiful <laughs> at you, and then lastly the area erupts as the full form of a Tomcat fighter jet rests in front of you. Little blobs of time ether sparking from its engines. The little red light in its cockpit that is the intelligence of Danger Zone fixed on you. Rick Thunder Best and the last bit of life leaves Danger Zone's body. What? Oh, what? <laughs> Will we meet again, Rick Thunder? That is the question. And <laughs> the question collector disappears in a burst of purple energy. My God. And that's it for this time on <laughs> CBW. We'll see you next time. Well, well now, uh, I think it's probably like we should talk about, we should talk about the kind of the fallout of uh, so as soon as we stopped recording uh, this episode of, uh, of No Rolls Barred, uh, we got a, a very angry tirade uh, from one of uh, one of the cast uh, as it pertains to the unfortunate passing R.I.P.D.Z. of uh, Danger Zone. Um, I felt I felt very I felt very bad. Don't know about you, Tom. Well, we talked about this decision a bit in terms of how to handle placing danger zone in this kind of peril. And it's a very, it's a very difficult, it's a very difficult position because you never just want to pull the rug out from somebody and you never want a player to just suddenly lose a thing which gives them a reason to enjoy the game. So it needs to basically be a choice they've made. Um, or the result of a dice. So like, we were very careful to make it really clear, to, to give Richard Thunder a chance to back out. Do you really want to be separated permanently from the danger zone? And I think, I think the reason I feel comfortable 
with what happened was because uh, Ollie Davis, the player, realized at the end, as devastated as he was, that it was his it was his choice that led him to this. <laughs> um, yes. Like the, the last thing you want is a, is a churlish Ollie Davis, as I'm sure um, uh, <laughs> Adam would attest to. Indeed. Uh, uh, but but we... yeah, but Lolo was, yeah, Lolo was, of course, infuriated. Um, <laughs> I believe her words were, no, you don't mess with Danger Zone. You don't go after Danger Zone. Yes, He's become well, almost the mascot, I think, of this show. Boop. Beep boop. Uh, yes, um, Rick Thunder's uh, best friend, Danger Zone, is unfortunately uh, no more. Uh, it's it's a, it's a real real sad state of affairs. Uh, we should talk about our favourite Danger Zone memories. Um, do you have a favourite incarnation of, uh, of Danger Zone? I think I'm torn between the first and the second Danger Zone. Uh, one of my favourite Danger Zone moments of all time is from Cyber Battle Wars is uh, is when Ollie has to choose between his his want and his values, his want to go home and his uh, belief in his best friend and chooses to remain in the future um, to make sure the Danger Zone stays alive. So I'm very fond of the original Danger Zone um, because he was a big part of that moment. But otherwise, I would say uh, Ranger Zone, the horse. Uh, Ollie, <laughs> we, we talk about Danger Zone every every month, um, me and Ollie, and he mentioned, I think, about well, as, as we were getting into comic book warriors, that he really felt that almost Danger Zone was the more interesting character to play than Rick Thunder. He was kind of the grommet to Rick Thunder's Wallace and all the little things that Danger Zone was doing to guide and help and kind of keep an eye on Rick Thunder um, were, were kind of at that point in time in the real meat of the character for him. So I'm, I'm very curious to see how Rick Thunder copes without his level-headed um, multifarious best friend. What are your favourite Danger Zone moments? Well, I love the reveal of Ranger Zone. That's the thing is like the... <laughs> when because that that was coupled with the first time that i think literally we all realized uh that ollie was doing rick thunder again um because people didn't like th yeah we didn't know that it was going to be the thunderverse at that point and the <laughs> realizing that the horse was danger zone uh was just a wonderful moment i I really like the car. I don't know why. I think it's the I think it's the image of the car just following Rick Thunder through the school. Um, like that is the that is such a, a an adorable picture of a best friend, just like this hulking kind of just trundling along um, behind him. I think the 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 fighter jet um, who talks like R two D two is like I, I, I think yeah the iconic. Of Danger Zone, but of course, Danger Bone was great as well, just because Ollie was giving it, so he was giving it so much. Well, I, I wouldn't say I didn't wouldn't say Lion. <laughs> or, no, I think that's I fair. There's he went, the costume and his little paw movements do have a, uh, a a Wizard of Oz Lion aspect to them, that's for sure. And there's mm -hmm. something very, despite the fact that he's supposed to be the the, the werewolf, is the animal and the rage and the like the unbridled sort of id i guess beneath the surface that even even when he's a werewolf uh, uh, ollie like wonderfully interpreted it that the werewolf form was still the level-headed one that the werewolf was the calm one who was trying to get the uh the menagerie to revolt against dr yif and then once he turned back into hot-headed rick thunder he just hoofed him in the dick kicked him in the head, in the head that's right oh, yeah. The... <laughs> yeah it's a real dr hyde and uh, hairy jekyll 
um, moment. Um, I love that, yeah, I love that thing where you you go to a player and you, you you expect them to go one way and then they just zag in a complete different direction. I did not expect him to basically flip the human <laughs> werewolf dynamic on 180 degrees. So obviously um, we have one uh, we have one month of one shots left. Uh, we're very very excited. Um, <laughs> Ollie, Ollie has been repeatedly referring to it as Crisis on Infinite Graps. Uh, title very much pending, of course. Um, but um, obviously, with the loss of Danger Zone, uh, Ollie may need to recruit some new friends uh, to take down the the Question Collector. Uh, it's so. At what point would you say you realised that the one shots were building to something? Um, I think the moment, like the, the moment, I, the moment I felt comfortable, because originally we were very hesitant to allude to the first series in any way or to do any looking back with these one shots. Want to make them definitely feel the red thing. Um, but the, the moment I first felt comfortable uh, having the quantum computer be the cyber management of Cyber Battle Wars was the moment I was like, okay, there's going to be at the very least there is going to be a QC in every dimension. Um, and I think with the continuation of Rick Thunder, as soon as Rick Thunder made his second appearance, I think with that you feel, I think with Rick Thunder making his second appearance, with us having that, all those nice, all those nice moments in uh, Colorado Buckshot Wrestling, where we made references to, in this dimension, uh, Boy Cow is the Milkman's progenitor. And the reaction we got when Lolo reunited with the QC of this universe um, definitely made me think, okay, well, wrestling fans are nerds like wrestling fans are continuity nerds and i think there were just so many potentials for connections there and i think the way all of our brains work as well when we play these things is we look for connections and patterns and consequences and yeah i think that the thing the thing that definitely solidified it was when you made the choice if if you hadn't chosen to play the puzzler we might not necessarily have this kind of building universe because my, my original plan for Cyber Battle Wars was to have a um, sort of to have the, the 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 Quizzler be a sort of a Riddler-esque figure who ran the promotion, but was very obviously the runner of the promotion. And you had so many amazing ideas and like fun gags and puns prepared for the puzzler that I didn't want to take that away from you just to get the the manager that I wanted for that universe. So I sort of had to find a way because there's only so many keywords in the world. Had to find a way to get a management figure into into comic book warriors. Um, without, yeah, without getting in the way of the character you wanted to play, and so the idea of it being like a latent personality and a sort of big reveal, um, and then sort of yeah, yeah, um, what on earth would he want with the smart human spectacles, and what would he see when he wore them, and yeah, it, basically, if you hadn't chosen, if you hadn't chosen to play the puzzler and hadn't created such a such a cool character there, we might never have had that. But I would say yeah, um, question collector was the first, sorry, the quantum computer was the first point uh, there were going to be recurring elements. Uh, Cyber Battle Wars really cemented the idea that like everybody loves all these illusions and connections. And then the puzzler's creation was the catalyst that led to the crisis on infinite graphs. Uh, so uh, if, if you're hearing this, there will not be a fan poll. Uh, currently, I, uh, because we've sort of decided upon um, the general uh, setting or the framework rather, uh, for September's uh, one shot, because uh, all good things must come to an end. Um, but if you would like to get early access to uh, the very exciting um, 
uh, <laughs> story uh, that's that's slowly uh, coming to fruition, then please do join our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash no rolls barred. You will get uh, 48 hours early access to every part of that grand finale. Uh, and then one hopes season two after that. So we've, um, unless obviously, you know, you know, we can't guarantee anything with the world, but uh, it, things are looking promising. So yes, uh, we cannot wait uh, to show you uh, more uh, delightful no rolls barred. We're aching to all get back uh, in the same place and, and record some some proper NRB. Uh, but until next month, uh, thank you so much uh, for listening uh, to us uh, on this audio only podcast version of No Rolls Barred. Uh, it's a goodbye from me and a goodbye from Tom. Goodbye. Goodbye. Another season of the Palmetto Porch, an original podcast from Discover South Carolina. I'm Devin Whitmire. Join me as I get to the heart of what makes South Carolina such a great place to visit by speaking to the locals who make it so special. Premiering December 5th, find the Palmetto Porch wherever you get your podcasts. And for more information about our show, visit scpalmettoporch.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 